Welcome everyone to episode nine of the Property Investing Podcast brought to you by Real Estate Investor. I'm Dennis Wong and in this episode, I'm gonna cover strategies for helping investors find positive cash flow properties and how desktop valuation estimates are calculated. So let's get straight into it. For those investors looking to target positive cash flow properties, this is a great strategy to help boost your cash flow. This means the property essentially pays for itself i.e. the rent covers all the property expenses and loan repayments. You don't have to rely on a tax refund for the property to become cash flow positive. And even better, you don't have to find cash from somewhere else to help cover their ongoing expenses during the year, or essentially the shortfall. So you should though, in fact, have extra cash in your pocket. Now there are five steps that I'd like to share with you when it comes to buying cash flow positive property. The first step is searching and there are multiple search strategies that can help you find high yielding properties. One option is to look in high yielding suburbs. You know, these suburbs are high yielding for a reason. That's because there are a lot of renters looking for property to rent and landlords are able to charge higher rents. If there wasn't demand for rentals, what you will find is that there are a lot of properties that will remain on the market for a lengthy period of time, uh, rents starting to drop and being discounted, and even offers of uh, one or two weeks free rent uh, or other incentives such as uh, vouchers to Coles, Woolworths, or, or even bottle shops. Now, another option is to secure a property 20 to 40% below the median price for the suburb. This means your loan's gonna be less, and as a result, reduced loan repayments. This will help with keeping ongoing costs down, and by also buying below the median price for the suburb, the property is likely to be dated and is in need of a bit of a facelift. So there may be an opportunity to renovate to not only increase the value of the property, but also the ability to increase the rental price. Now you can also consider targeting properties with the potential of multiple income streams. So for example, properties that have a granny flat, uh, dual living properties, you know, where a house um, has a, an upstairs that you can rent out to a tenant and downstairs to, a, to another tenant. Uh, or even properties where you can rent out room by room, such as to students, uh, or properties that are located in holiday destinations. You know, these types of properties will allow you to rent the property night by night and give you the potential to achieve higher rental returns. Now, the second step is to make sure you do your research. Really understand the suburb health and what is the cause for higher rents. You know, is it something that may only be short term, for example, in mining towns? You know, rents are great when there is a need to house employees from the mines, but once they close up, the demand dramatically drops off, which we have seen. Or is it due to things that will continue to attract people to the area, such as jobs in the area, close to transport hubs, cafes and shops, uh, hospitals, schools, universities. You know, also have a look at variables such as the average time to sell and rent, uh, clearance rates, uh, the level of discounting, number of auctions and the capital growth rates. If possible, you know, drive through the area as well, just to get a feel of the suburb. You know, if you notice there's a lot of renovations happening and new builds, then it may be a sign that the suburb is going through a gentrification process and people with more money are moving into the area. The third step is to get a valuation estimate on the target property. You know, understand what the property is really worth, not what the seller is asking because you don't want to overpay. It's all about the numbers. And if you can buy below value, it not only reduces your loan repayments, but you can also achieve instant equity gains upon settlement. There are desktop valuations available and you can use tools such as Real Estate Investors Pro Membership, where you can run your own reports to see the latest sales and suburb data and break it down further to the low, middle and high end of the suburb. 
The fourth step is to forecast the property's cash flow and capital growth for the long term. You know, really know your numbers and Real Estate Investor provides a tool called Property Analyzer where you can input numbers such as the loan details, uh, rental income, property expenses such as council rates, water rates, insurance, uh, property management fees, and potential depreciation. The report that's generated will then provide any investor with the pre and post tax cash flow numbers so you can really then see if the property will in fact be cash flow positive. Finally, decision time or the offer. You know, after you've done all your research and crunched the numbers, you should establish your ceiling price and whether it's via auction or by negotiation with an agent, you stick to that ceiling price. If the numbers don't stack up and you're competing with a home buyer uh, who is purchasing really based on emotion, then you need to walk away as they'll be more likely to overpay for a property. And just a final note, you know, investment properties are generally measured by the rental yield, which indicates how much cash an investment property produces each year as a percentage of the property's value. So the figure uh, doesn't take expenses or loan repayments into calculation. So just because it has a high gross rental yield may not necessarily mean that uh, before tax that your cash flow is going to be positive. So the net yield is the measurement that you should really look at, and that's where expenses and loan repayments are factored in. So both these figures are provided in our property analyzer tool. Now in this part of the podcast, I wanted to provide you with some information on how desktop valuations are calculated. Now desktop valuations aren't a perfect science. They're essentially a computer algorithm that uses a number of variables to estimate the value of a property and should really be used as a guide only. Now most companies that provide desktop valuations will use variables such as the last recent sale price, which is usually within a couple of years, uh, comparable sales in the area based on the same attributes, for example, three bedrooms and two bath, uh, and the growth of the suburb. And you'll generally find that no matter which company you use to run a desktop estimate, that you'll never get the same figure. Some will also include a confidence score or a price range or a variance deviation, just to indicate a broader price range where the real value may actually fall within. Now, for those listening who may have refinanced before and have had multiple physical valuations done by an actual person, you may have also found that these valuation, valuation estimates are also different. You know, a formal valuation is required by the banks and you do need to be qualified and registered to provide one. So it is a complex process and you can engage in a value to perform a formal valuation uh, and a cost is usually associated with booking one in. So you, know, you can see why desktop valuation should be used as a guide only. Now, sometimes the value or estimate may be lower than what you've anticipated and that's because they may not be familiar with the area and they're not aware that buyers are willing to pay higher prices to get into that suburb at that particular time. Now, another reason why desktop valuation estimates aren't perfect is because the algorithm can't factor in things such as the quality of the property. You know, for example, is it renovated or is it a very old property? Uh, the location, you know, is it waterfront or is it right next to a major road or highway? Or is it in a part of the suburb where there are a lot of industrial properties? So sometimes these valuations can be distorted, you know, based on the recent sales in the area too. So let's say that I'm looking at a three bed, two bath house that's been with the same owner for 30 years and it's never been renovated. And all the recent sales though, from the past two months, have been based on renovated three bedroom, two bath houses. So this means that the valuation estimate is likely gonna come in higher uh, and have an overvalued your target property. You know, to me, it's still a good sign because it means that there is potential for renovation and it may then be uh, worth the calculated estimate. So, you know, don't forget, it also works in the reverse as well. Now, in my opinion, desktop valuation estimates are still a good tool to use 
uh, as a guide, but I always recommend that you run your own searches similar to what real estate agents do when they run an appraisal. You know, this is where you can review photos of comparables, check the location, uh, remove any that you don't think are really like for like, and then run a report to see what the median, low, and high prices are for that type of property in that suburb. And you can then really work out where your target property fits in with the reported price range. Well, that's another episode of the Property Investing Podcast. So thanks very much for listening. We're now coming into the final stretch of the year with Christmas only 11 weeks away. So if you're looking to invest before 2017 is over and you need any help with your property investing journeys, please don't hesitate to get in touch. You know, you can either book in for a free one-on-one demo on the Pro Membership platform if you're looking to do it yourself, or you can book in for a no obligation consultation with one of our strategists to see if we can help you find your next uh, property. Now, our 10th episode is coming up soon and I look forward to bringing you more property investing content. But if there is anything that you'd like me to cover, please feel free to email or call in. So look, until our next episode, happy investing and I'll catch you next time.